Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Snapbacks and Beards. This is episode 33 and we will be doing our payback predictions. We're going to do things a little bit differently this time around though because we did have some sad news earlier in the week and sadly Bray Wyatt has passed away. So we're going to be talking about him as well, reliving some of his uh, some of his favourite moments from us. Uh, I am your host for the evening, J.E. Wrestletop. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. How are you doing? Uh, as good as I can be for travelling and the weekend of drinking. Yeah, there was... Uh... Yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there as was, good as uh... I can be amongst chops as well. Uh... The chops hat. Yeah. The, the chops mm. were real. And yes. as always, again, we are joined by TWG1991, that wrestling guy, Stu Matos. How are you doing? Yeah, I am. I am all, all good. I am. I have to say, chop wise, I was having uh, stag do flashbacks. I it wasn't as bad as that for me, but yeah, it was. It, them videos are something to behold. It was very enjoyable. My my left tit is purple. I'm not even joking. It is purple. I'm not going to get it out for the camera. Don't worry about that. I'm not going to get it out. <laughs> it is purple. We've got a guest. We've got a guest again, boys. We get a guest work, in for work. all of <laughs> we uh, we get a guest in for all of our predictions, and this time we are joined by the outcasted Ross. Ross, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome in. So I'm all good. Uh, no chaps happened to me, but if you guys <laughs> decide to do a chop party next time, my hands are resident chop doing. I can easily give you a chop that will probably double you. Um, I do have evidence that I did you know chop a tiktoker when we went to clash at the castle and they were said they would never have a chop from me again but yeah let's go let's right. do this. okay <laughs> du duly noted duly noted um, <laughs> so ross when we get people on we just ask the two standard questions favorite current wrestler favorite wrestler of all time oh god that's a loaded question though because i watch so many promotions like it, it can be from any promotion it's not just strictly wwe um, so favorite current wrestler is zack saber jr um just for the most recent thing in the g1 he added a new move and he literally called it why have all augusts now joined tesco's and sainsbury's <laughs> that's his submission move he, and he has literally titled that now um, love that and like probably favorite all-time wrestler um growing up as a kid was jushin funder liger but i always have love like Bray Wyatt, Becky Lynch, Finn Balor as well. Like Finn Balor has always been a staple for me. So I'd say Bray and Finn Balor. Nice. nice. That's yeah. solid choices. Solid, solid choices. Right. Well, we're not going to mince our words this week. Let's get straight into it. It is payback this Saturday. There are only five matches on the card, so but we're just going to talk about one that hasn't been made official, but probably will be made official. I see title. Gunther, Chad Gable. I've got to go to you, Johnny. Chad, your boy. What, what are you saying? It's, it's not past the record yet, is it? No, um, that's, that's, that's why he's not going to win. Um, Chad isn't going to win. Although I would be more than happy to see that happen. Gunther doesn't break the record, but Chad becomes IC champion. Well, that's just the way it is. You know, I'm happy with that. <laughs> 
I'd like to go for Chad, but it has to be Gunter, even just for one more week. And then if there were where this match ends in shenanigans again, and then Fastlane comes along after the record's been broken, gets his chance, and then actually does it, maybe a two out of three falls match or something, then um, that's the way I'd do it. I think it probably end, will end with an actual proper finish this time, though. Um, mm. Not sure how exactly, but I think they can really drag this out to another pay per view. And do you, see, win, yeah. do you see Maxine getting in the way in taking Kaiser out of the equation? Mm. That's an interesting one. I think they kind of already put that to bed, you know, with the slap to the face. And I just don't know if they're going to do anything past that. You know, he's tried, but I think he's kind of just went, you know, let's move on. Let's try someone else because this is just going to interfere with Imperium's strive for perfection by trying to bring in someone who's clearly not interested. Perfect. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Stu, Stu is our resident note-taker. Have you uh, taken note of Johnny's? Johnny's I answer. have taken note that, that John, Johnny has gone, gone Gunther just after I wrote down my prediction of also Gunther um, <laughs> for, for pretty much the, the same reason. I think it's just not the right time for, for Chad. Right, right person, wrong time. Gunther will win this match with some form of shenanigan, and then yeah, we'll just we'll get a, we'll get a um, get another match. I agree, two out of three falls would be really good because it just gives them a bit longer. Because we've seen when they have had matches, over, you know, over the last month or so, they've been really good. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna go gonna go Gunther as yeah. well. Um, Ross, just before we get your answer, we actually forgot to say to you um, if the uh, guest manages to beat all three of us in the predictions they get to decide the forfeit that the three of us have to do whether whether that is whether you decide that you're gonna get us to go on vinted and buy t-shirts of our least favorite wrestler or um, Uh, that is a a shout um that's happened before I'm going to make you all buy a bella Bella twin shirt if i win that's what you all have to do you all have to wear a bella twin Stu is a oh. proud owner of a ricochet top that he did not want. Yo, I'll take yeah. that off you. I'm a huge ricochet stand. I want that. I, 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 I converted it. I, I made the best out of a bad situation and converted it into a gym vest. So that was the. Mate, that's even cooler. <laughs> Johnny, you uh, you own a. Um... I own a signed ricochet top if you want it. Oh, yes. So, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't yes. you uh, did, didn't you have to buy a t-shirt as well, Johnny? One that you weren't too keen on owning. Johnny Rustling. Yes. Oh. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I still own that. Not so much a proud owner, but I do have it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, Ross, talk us through who you got for oh. this match. So I'm also on the agreement of Gunther, but I don't think any shenanigans are going to come into play. I genuinely think they're going to give Chad Gable and Gunther an amazing time in this match. I could genuinely, a 60-minute 60, 60 match, like I could see them going pound for pound, hit for hit, and I just genuinely think Gunther has that longer jeopardy of being in a ring longer there's proof with it with the royal rumble there's proof with it with the you, you know the nxt uk title reigns he had and this is where it comes into my other part i genuinely don't think gunther's going to lose for a long time i think he's actually going to keep it and beat his nxt uk record wow that's how long i see him built nice. but i can't see anyone 
on that level of Gunford just yet. I love Tag Gable, and I think he is probably one of the closest guys to do it. But he'll still get cut short, and I genuinely can't see anyone do it. I see Gunford as like main event status already. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think they're going to make him have like that crazy, ridiculous streak and make like this intercontinental like peak another milestone to go for now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can, I could see it happening. Um, one of talk my about rec- talking about records, guys. Just think you might not have noticed this because um, I think it happened this weekend. So it was the NWA show this weekend, and um, was it Camille Brickhouse who was the women's champion was champion for eight hundred eight hundred and thirty yes. days. I yes, think, and she crazy. lost the belt this weekend. So that was a historical making thing. And also, Tyrus has now had to quit at NWA because he lost his title to EC3. So he's yeah. coming back as Burgess Clay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me on me with him. Huh? <laughs> I, I'm kind of glad that he has left NWA because it would it was just a controversial time for them, and some of the comments he was made didn't make NWA look good. Yeah. But I just thought you should, yeah, talk about records. There we go, 813 yeah. days now. That's crazy, ridiculous. Yeah, that is, that is. So this uh, this is only going to be a draw so far because I'm also doing co-gumpter. Um, I, can't, no, I, can't, I can't not go-gumpter. It, no, uh, it's going to be yeah. more funny if we all get a loss and we get the shock that Chad Gable actually yeah. win. Like, <laughs> okay. we, like, WWE just look at us and go, yeah, now we're going to ruin all of these guys' lives. Yeah, <laughs> Chad Gable wins. <laughs> I, I so, hear Triple yeah. H is actually an avid listener of our podcast. So well, there we go. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. Tri- Triple H endorses this podcast. Um, yeah, he, yes. he, you know, he's watching <laughs> it on the daily. <laughs> uh, I think it's too close to the record. I also think Gumpher breaks the record. Um, what I'd like to see happen, though, is one of my followers actually brought this up and they said, "What? well, what happens if nobody actually beats Gunther? And it gets to WrestleMania season, and obviously the Rumble winner picks theirs. But then Adam Pearce says to Gunther, "Look, I will allow you. No, no one's going to beat you. Give me your Intercontinental title, and I will give you the other World Championship match at WrestleMania." That'd be Ooh. so good. I yeah, actually trade, love that. Trade, trading in the IC title for that, that is- match. That kind of gives me like the impact X division that they used to do, where it's like yeah. at the X division belt, you could trade that in for a world title shot. I like that idea a lot because yeah. not many companies and, do that. And then at Mania, we could get like a six person ladder match for the IC title because I love yeah. multi man ladder matches yeah, for the IC yeah. title. Yeah. Would be like six workhorses in a ladder match, would be, would be then, insane. And then you've got LA Knight and Chad Gable both standing at the top of the ladder and Johnny won't yeah. know what to do with himself. Well, I had a similar idea for Gunter before where it was like not so much getting the tool he has to vacate, it was getting to like, right, well, no one's gonna beat me for this, and I'm this is becoming a burden to me, and I've got bigger fish to fry, i.e. fighting for the world championship. So he's like, Here you go, you can have this, have your little championship. I've brought a brought a prestige up to it and i'm gonna go for something else you know something like that because as i say i just Mm. i feel like unless it's a shock well anytime he gets beat now it's a shock victory right yeah 100 yeah agreed Mm. Uh, like to add to the kind of vacating as well i would kind of go more on the idea of there's two perfectly other individuals that could carry on 
Imperium Graham at the Intercontinental. Give some love to Ludwig Kaiser oh, or yes. Giovanna da Vinci. Make them defend defend it on Gunther's behalf while he fights for the world title. And then if he yeah. wins both, then we have him come back with double belt Gunther. Like yeah. there's ways you could do those type of things. Play into the not, you've got faction members. I'm not mad at that. No, I wouldn't, yeah, exactly, exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with that one, then it's uh, easy writing for uh, Mr. Matos over there. It's uh, everybody going yeah. Gunther. Copy and paste. Easy. We talk about the uh, the mid card belt from the other brand. Now we'll jump straight into Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Ray going in as champion. Ross, what are you saying? I'm keeping with Ray. Um, the reason I say that is. Austin's only just lost it. I understand payback. They're doing it as like straight a rematch clause type of thing. Um, I was a bit annoyed. It wasn't LA Knight that was in that chance because of him having that near opportunity to do it. I would have had good money yeah. on Ray and LA Knight putting on a banger. But I think they're leaving it with Ray to set up a Santos and Ray rematch like later down the line of, hey, I want to do this out of respect. I did lose my opportunity. And it could be like a passing of the torch moment because we now have Ray in the Hall of Fame and I feel like he's doing kind of the last stories that he wants to finish and do. And I feel like mm -hmm. that would be one of the cool ways to finish it for Ray is have a match against Santos for the US title, but also have it for running LWO because obviously Ray is basically their de facto leader. I feel like Ray would be like, look, I leave the US in your hands. But I also leave LWO in your hands. I like that. So I'm saying Ray for that yeah. story, like later down the line storyline. Yeah, Stu. Yeah, do you know what? Out of probably out of all the matches on the card, this is probably the one I found the or almost the hardest to predict because I do think Ray. I'm I'm going to go for Ray, and I do think that the US title was too much of a burden on theory, but. My issue is I absolutely, I absolutely want to see a Santos Escobar heel turn where he yep. takes over the LWO and makes them into a heel faction. That'd be cool. But I kind of don't want it yet. That feels very rushed. And I feel the only way to go with Ray as champion is by doing, is doing that. Um, but like I say, I, I don't want another... 250 odd days of a mediocre title reign from theory so i am going to go for Rey mysterio yeah. as well i think he ended up being set seven was it seventh longest in history that's crazy um Johnny, uh, but he, was always... the young, he was the youngest ever us title holder yes yeah, he would tell us that every wow. week. He would tell us that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's drilled into my head. And, yeah. um, Johnny, are we, are we sticking with a similar thing? Yes, yes, we are. Real Mysterio to get the win. Um, Santos, obviously, I think what they've done is they thought, well, if Ray doesn't have a title involved, Santos beating him doesn't feel as prestigious or as like symbolic as a passing of the torch. So now there's a championship yeah. there. When Santos beats him, it feels a bigger deal. So I think yeah. they're going to go along with Santos winning the belt. And I would like to see Legado Del Fantasma come back and, you know, he turns heel. And, like, you know, obviously I know it's a very generic thing yeah. to make sure there's a bad guy and a good guy, but I just, 
I really feel like they deserve a bigger chance on the main stage. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Very, very uh, generic. Um, also, I'm right. Um, well, we're all just roaring at yeah. no one's he's, uh, opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's only one. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not dropping it just yet. But I do think it goes down the through the Escobar route mm. in the end as well. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's like Ray's last big proper feud before he does end up retiring. I mean, obviously, it's it. If someone retires him, it's got to be Dominic. Um, but I'm going to pick Ray and Theory. I think so, something needs to happen with him because. There was so much promise there, and it feels like it's almost just like died on its feet. Like like we've said before, he beat Cena and then beat Edge like forty eight hours later. But what else, really? In that and, and still, no one really cares. Like, it, well, yeah, it, no, like, it, yeah, it, it's. But, but like I said, there. I think last week. Um, yeah, sorry, I said yeah. yeah. What what I said last week is. I've seen lots of people say, like, the best thing for theory would be to like for him to go away and then come back. Like, I like I said last week, I think that's the complete opposite. I think if he goes away, he gets lost when he comes back. I think yeah. to feel relevant, he needs to stay around, but he needs to do something. Yeah. He needs to do something. Yeah. For me, the problem with Austin is they've built his character very much like the ruthless aggression John Cena. This very generic. I'm a muscle dude. I can beat people up. And when the, he made him beat Cena, I was like, oh, now you need to shape Austin into his own image, these things. It was like very reminiscent early on. He was being this legend killer, getting annoyed that legends weren't passing the torch and giving it this new guy. And I would have been fine with Austin very taking a book out of Randy Orton and going that way of, I'm going to fight all the older dudes in the company, these lessons legend guys because what they're on smackdown so you had aj styles as an opportunity shinsuke's a legend. yeah sheamus shinsuke's a legend in new japan across the, across the board there's like multiple options of this legend killer s character they could have done but they didn't pull the trigger on that they they made him win against these two really big names they kept talking about how he beat these really two big names and that was it it was an afterthought it's like Austin Fury, in my eyes, is a very good, like, staple mid-carder. He can hold the mic like The Miz, and he can wrestle pretty damn well in the ring. But as soon as you strap that title away with him, you needed a character to carry on without the title. And for me, they didn't really do that. It feels like without the title, he's not his character. Mm. He's yeah, a very generic I can see that character yeah yeah he's, he's very generic yeah he's become that generic character yeah yeah the belt yeah. added to it because it was the wow i'm the greatest u.s title i can hold this i beat the best of the best and that made sense because it was an egotistical championship holder as soon as you strip the title away the ego goes with it it, it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. that you're gonna have that ego character so it yeah i don't see it working in austin's favor to get a win right now again and get the belt straight back it doesn't work yeah i can yeah makes sense to me uh sticking with a theme of everybody picking the same person to win a match <laughs> we will move on to a women's championship match and we will start by going to the biggest simp of them all Stu, rhea ripley 
Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel's going to win, right? Um, well, so as as I've said many, many times with this match, it is right person, wrong time. Rhea's not losing any anytime soon. Um, I'm expecting this match to be really good because, as we've seen so many times, like talent that are best friends outside of the ring trust each other to do ridiculous things inside the ring. These two put on so many good matches in um, NXT. So I am really looking forward to it. And it's going to be my two favorite muscle mummies going at it. But Rhea, Rhea always comes out on top. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I was jumping and say as well, I'm going to pick. So it doesn't look like I'm going last all time and just choosing whatever you guys choose. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, for me, for me, Rhea is going to, is going to win this match. Um, yeah, I can't see how she loses it. Yeah, she's too dominant. Uh, Judgment Day all need gold at the same time before any of them drop the belt. Um, I guess maybe Dom does, but then he can just get one back in from somewhere. But I'm also going to say Rhea. Uh, I think Raquel's great. The only two credible threats to Rhea, in my opinion, are Raquel or Shayna Baszler. Um, it will be one of them, but just not yet. Johnny, yeah. who are you saying? Um, I don't know because I've, I was going to say I think Rhea is he going to mix it up? Rhea will lose by disqualification, right? That's okay. what I think. So she's not going to lose the belt uh, again, wrong place, the right person, wrong time. You know, this is a WrestleMania match, I don't know why they're doing it on this show. And I feel like if she beats Raquel clean, it's like, okay, so who's who's next then? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, she's kind of like the end, almost like the end goal, essentially. And if you know, maybe okay, Shayna Baszler is probably the answer if it's not Raquel. Um, but I just I feel like she's gonna sneak a win by or like getting herself disqualified deliberately because she knows that like, she can't lose the belt that way, and then again prolong this rivalry. So, so we'll 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 I'll, I'll put here I'll put Raquel and then yes. the little asterisk by by Rhea uh, by DQ. So we've got that. Yeah. Yeah, that that has mixed it up. That has mixed it up. Yeah, like uh, Ross, Ross, what are you saying? I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Raquel. Oh, uh, the reason I say Raquel, the reason now I say are you Raquel, saying by disqualification or is she going to win the belt? No, she's winning the belt. Oh, I like that. And that's a big right, claim. Right, this is a huge. This is coming from a huge rear head. Like I love Rhea Ripley uh, from NXT early days, like NXT UK days. She was unreal oh. in NXT UK. So good. They have not booked her right. Tell me the amount of times they've gave her genuine title defenses or put anyone that made Rhea look like she needs a belt. She doesn't need a belt to be a dominant woman in this area. I think this is a storyline of where it involves Judgment Day. Judgment Day are going to cast Rhea and Rhea is going to implode because she is sick of Finn and Damien arguing, and I think they're going to be ringside, and they're going to cause issues for Rhea, which Raquel's going to capitalise, she's going to get the shock win, and then Rhea is going to be pissed. Her and Dom are going to focus on some of the NXT things, because that's all she's been doing lately. She's not really been training up or wrestling anyone and defending the belt on Raw or anything. Um, This is like the first defence in ages, so I feel like Raquel gets this shock win, it adds to the storyline of Judgment Day because Judgment Day cost Rhea and was like, 
look, we're meant to be dominant and you guys screwed me over. You either get it together or I break judgment day apart and me and Dom will just do what we need to focus on. And then I think it sets up a rematch for a bigger pay-per-view because obviously this whole payback name, that's all Raquel wants to do. She wants to get payback. What's the best way of doing it? Capitalizing on her own faction imploding. And do you know what? T two things. So I kind of agree. I do agree that her title run has been a little bit underwhelming because I read some ridiculous stat that since she's uh, since she won it at Mania, she's wrestled for like yeah, yes, a like yeah. a stupidly small amount of time. But, 32 minutes and six seconds is yeah. the complete length of all of her title defenses since she won the women's championship. Wow, see, I see, I thought it was 45 minutes because I read that on Twitter, the stat. Because as soon as he said the stat, I knew which one you were on about. Um, and wow. secondly, I kind of guess maybe something big has got to happen, whether it is this, but something big has got to happen to Judgment Day at Payback because they're the poster. Yeah, they're one of the major posters. The other yeah. poster, which is also very interesting, I don't know if you guys saw that, was Street Profits and Bianca Belair being on one of the posters. Oh, that is yeah. Mm. So I was like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. is this me Bianca tied heel and gets involved in one of the matches somewhere down the line? She, or like, she absolutely needs to. She yeah, absolutely yeah, needs to turn heel. But yeah, like as you said, like the, for me, I want Rhea to be this dominant champion, but. You can't be a dominant champion without having defenses, and no one has built anyone to come as a cross as a threat against Rhea. I, uh, I think that's the that. issue. I, I think that's the I think that's the issue of the title reign. But isn't the 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 issue is they haven't built anyone up to face yeah. Rhea like that. But so all Rhea can do is be in these matches against like no disrespect but against indy harwell and beat her in three and a half minutes or against natalia like what can she but the, like but the thing is what indy can she do because no one is no one has been built up enough in indy hartwell would be a credible threat because she's very yeah. very good but we need to see indy hartwell have consecutive matches on raw against people so that the casual fan can be like christ this girl's really good she could be a threat for Rhea. sticking a straight into a match with Rhea there's no that doesn't help anybody that doesn't yeah, do anything that, for anyone that, that's what I was going to say for me the indie one yeah. really upset me because you just pulled her away from the NXT championship because she was going to Raw even though she was injured and I get that but you bring her back in her debut match is a tag match like a tag tornado women's match with Candice so it's like cool are you forming the way again or are we not going to discuss the past or anything? We're just going to be like, oh, they're teaming up together because they're friends. It's like, okay. And then a couple of weeks later, she's going against Rhea. And it's like, cool, so you're putting her in a squash match now and basically burying Indy because you gave her no momentum. She lost the tag match. She's clearly going to lose to Rhea. Like, it's awful. Candice is another amazing candidate. They just haven't built Candice in solos. Like, give the, them one single match. The best... The best match Rhea's had was on NXT with Lyra Valkyra, which was re that was a really good match. But, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's upsetting that we have such great women's talent to go against Rhea in my eyes that they've not used. But I know you said Shayna Baszler. Hmm. That's a huge one for me. I want that hmm. rivalry brought back. Hmm. But you've got other women's chat, like women that could have a chance. Dakota Kai, her and Rhea used to have a back and forth. I think that'd be a shock one if Dakota Kai comes out and calls out Rhea. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's like plenty that they could do more, but they're not. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. So we've actually uh, we mixed it up a little there. We're not we're not all going the same now. So that can, can I just add um, as well? Sorry, Joe. I just want to add purely what? for purely for uh, TikTok views and TikTok um, purposes. Next Saturday, when we watch this pay per view, if Raquel was to win the title. I would have to play the I'm really angry and get really annoyed card. I really, really like Raquel. Like I wouldn't be disappointed in Raquel as a women's champion if she, if she wasn't beating Rhea. That's my, that would be where my problem is. I'd love to see Raquel with a belt. I just don't want it at the expense of Rhea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ross has uh, Ross has got inside your head now, hasn't he? Thinking that Raquel might do it. <laughs> yeah, like you're okay. saying. Rent free, he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> I'm rent free. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll um we'll jump to another match where there could be a divide, I guess. We'll go for LA Knight versus the Miz and can't yeah. not go to Johnny because LA yeah. Knight's your guy. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, and my guy is winning. Absolutely. People, you know, he said it's because you're safe. He is. Miz is safe. He's done this for 15 years now. He's a millionaire. He's got a beautiful wife, beautiful house. He's got everything he needs from working safe and doing whatever WWE told And I don't see why they're going to change that. Yes, his win record is horrible. I think he's only won like once this year. But, you know, he's going to have another L added to that list. LA Knight's going to win. And, you know, the Miz was saying stuff that was correct, you know. He is the main event in the sense of when someone comes up, the Miz tends to be that veteran who they have to go up against first to see what they're like with the crowd, you know, against a heel like the Miz. And LA Knight is going to get that win. And he's actually on quite a good run at the moment. Obviously, on SmackDown, in the uh, tri- uh, tribute show, he beat Finn Balor clean, which I don't think anyone's really talked about, which is, uh, I, wasn't I know circumstances are slightly different with the, the storylines all scrapped and stuff, but he's still... Finn Balor was beaten clean by LA Knight, and he's, you know, he's on a good run, and then he's going to continue. I, I so, wasn't happy that Finn Balor lost, by the way. I will, I will talk about that when we get to the brace. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ross, you you tell us uh, who, who have you got? Oh, it's it's same again. It's LA Knight's game. Like his momentum, you got you can't knock it, and the way he got one up on Miz, like, with that whole, you know, blunt force trauma when he didn't expect it to come out, like, the way it did, and the whole handshake part. I can't not see LA Knight losing that match now after he did that, because that was just the confidence. It showed he's ready. He shows he can put on that extra oomph to a feud. And as you perfectly said, Miz is that guy to, like to elevate people when he comes when people come up the miss is the one that is looked at take branson reed for example miss brought him in and had a few like feud story i've paid branson to come mm. fight and now look at him branson's doing some kind of cool matches when he can that they're, they're, they're a bit yeah. scarce with booking him but they built him well enough to he's been kind of appearing more frequently on tv um mm. but yeah i Honestly, LA Knight, like, I can't see Miz winning, at, like, the amount of losses he's took. Just, just take another one and push the ball. Yeah. The crowd would erupt in anger if LA Knight didn't win, in my personal opinion, as well. Like, we've had enough, <laughs> yeah. we've had enough of LA Knight not having opportunities. 
Mm. I'm um, I'm actually going to say LA Knight as well. And we've we've spoken on the podcast before about the Miz has almost that sort of like gatekeeper role that he's rightfully earned. Like when people, like you say, when people come through, they're like, all right, well, you got to go through the Miz before you do anything. And rightfully so, he's earned that role. He's done it for so many years. And like yeah. you say, I, he he can take another out. It's not going to hurt him. The Miz is the sort of person yeah. where he could take that L, but then he can get the briefcase off Otis and then get the championship from Drew McIntyre. Like he, there's like you can swap him at any moment and no one ever questions it. But yeah, it's LA Knight's game, so LA Knight for the win for this one for me as well. Stu, is it four LA Knights or three enemies? Chip. Two months ago, the Miz wins this without question. Um, but and for the for the pure internet wrestling community, the Miz winning this would be fantastic. But I am going to go for LA Knight because I think for all the reasons we've we've said about like it, it the Miz can take this L, and it you know. It doesn't do any damage to the Miz on Raw losing this match, but it elevates LA Knight on SmackDown so much by winning this match. So I I think that's that's the way to go. Um, I think, yeah, uh, if anyone could take the internet heat for beating LA Knight, it probably would be the Miz. If there's someone to do it, it would be. But mm. uh, yeah, I'm I will. I will go with the clean sweep and go LA Knight as well. Yeah. So, so four LA Knights on that one. Uh, still cage time. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus. Talk to us, Ross. Oh, um, why was this not put on the previous pay-per-view? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get how we had like yeah. a throwaway, throwaway match on Raw. So now we're going to a steel cage match. This should have happened on literally the uh it just it just annoys me it wasn't like part of SummerSlam like at all. They could have I understand where all the storyline was going, how everything was a like going, but you should have found time for this match because for me that was the perfect time to end the feud. Now moving mm-hmm. it to another pay-per-view and being like, oh. But it's payback, and the re- the reason why we're doing it is because Trish wants to get payback. I get that you're trying to tie it into the name for the feud, but it's just dumb. Um, I think Becky is going to win this because I think it's just Trish. Don't get me wrong. Trish is great, everything like that, but I feel like she's a lot slower in the ring. She's a lot... Time's catching up with her, and I think she just wanted kind of one of a, like, a last little fun run. And I think mm-hmm. Becky's made that work for her. Uh, and then I could see like this going into now. Once Becky's done with Trish, Zoe gets pushed up more, and it would be Becky and Zoe going more forward. But yeah, Becky mm-hmm. to win. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think uh, I don't know whether this would be too early for it, but I think somehow do do we see Zoe start accidentally? cost trish and then we, we we see that eventually the the end game i think will be zoe stark versus trish you know mentor mentee type thing i, I don't again it's another one of those cases i don't want to see that happen too early because i think it'll be too rushed 
but I don't see when Trish loses this because I'm going to go for Becky. I don't see where Trish and uh, Zoe go as a pairing, if not against each other after this, because what are they going to do? Run the same feud again, but with someone that isn't Becky? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, where do you go from Becky? Mm. Unless, mm-hmm. unless after this loss, somehow Trish inserts herself into a feud with Rhea, because they're up, on on Raw. What would would that be the order? Like Rhea, then Becky is the is the next biggest star. So, I I, so. so yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, yeah where, where, where do you go? Where, where do you go after that? If, if you know any other feud really for Trish is going to be lower than that, which is fine. She would elevate it by her star power. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go gonna go Becky. Um, and I, as much as I love Trish and have a lot of respect for Trish, I don't want to see her and Becky feud again. Like I am done with this feud now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's everyone's in agreement at the moment. Is just this should have been stopped like a few few episodes ago. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, so um, similar to what Ross said, why was this not on SummerSlam? And I call bullshit on Triple H's excuse of half there wasn't enough time. This feud's been going for four months. You're telling me that you didn't plan this to be at SummerSlam four months ago? Like literally, yeah. The Intercontinental Title match is on SummerSlam. The US title isn't right. So. Why, so was Drew McIntyre going to plan for five months, was it? Yeah, okay. So for me, it's like that should have been the match that was taken off and this match should have been on SummerSlam. Um, as far as the, the winner goes, Becky Lynch has to be. And I think this should main event. Ooh, because it's been nice. billed as a big fight. You want to really have this boil over and be finished here? Main event the show. Or open it. Main event it or open it. Yeah. I, I would prefer main event in just because I think adding the steel cage element to it, yeah. you would put something towards that towards the end of a show because then that's like a toss you in for the rest of the pay-per-view. Even if you're not mm. going to be as interested for the previous matches, you're going to be like, oh, but a steel cage match, always enjoy that. I'll sit through and watch. Type I, th- I, th- mm-hmm. I think the only issue with this main event in is how many well, and we've even said it on this podcast how many times have we said the world heavyweight championship cannot keep seeming like a secondary title to to reigns's title we haven't got reigns on this pay-per-view so the world the world heavyweight title should main event if a world do you know what i mean like otherwise well, it's, it's it gonna doesn't matter any, it doesn't matter for a, a single main event because look what triple h does Triple main events yeah. now exist. Well, like, yeah. Mm. What? I, yeah. Every, every match is a main event now. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, on, yeah. This, on this card, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it will be with this card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, this was actually the hardest match to predict of the night for the reason that something sticks in my head that Adam Pierce said when Zoe helped Trish. He was like, "Right, I'm going to make it so you can't get involved this." Time and we're gonna do it in a steel cage, but she can still get involved. All yeah. she's got to do is climb over. She can still get involved, and I can I can kind of see that happening. And then Trish winning, and then going back to Adam Pierce again, and him being like, 
I know we want to see the feud over. Oh, I, it's got one or two matches left, Max. But I can kind of see them going back again and Adam Pearce saying, right, you're really not getting involved this time. They're going to run it back one more time. We're going to put a roof on it and they're going to have hell in a cell and end the feud that way, potentially. So I don't know if Trish is going to win like a chicken shit way out or if Becky is going to do it here. So... I'll go Trish. I was going to say, you are hard omen and arming there, dude. Uh, Do I want to go Trish? Go on, mix it up. Mix it up. You know, you want to take one Yeah, go on then. Go on. I'll go Trish. I think think something happens and they they run it back one more time after this to finish the feud. Mm -hmm. I think they go hell in a cell, so I'll say Trish. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, I wouldn't mind a hell in a Saudi. Or, or, or if they got, or if they going to have um, have the Saudis got Lita on a big payday, and you're going to get Becky and Lita versus Trish and Zoe in Saudi. That's a good. That's shout. another mm, shout. We, we haven't got Lita yeah. in a while. Mm. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, just mm. before we do go on to the main event, actually, uh, built right, Zoe Stark is a credible threat to um, Rhea. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Her theme song is also mint, and her, and, and her finisher is yeah, also so yeah. three sixty. Yeah, so good. Do you know when I look it, about that finisher, I saw um, Stephen Richards does um, videos where he analyzes finishing moves, and he made a very good point that you've got to give credit to the person taking it because they've got to flip themselves over. Mm, you yeah. know, Zoe's doing that, but you know Becky has to flip herself over or whoever's getting it. And I just got to give them credit for that, you know, because it's a lot harder than it looks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess actually, we say it's a great finisher and it does look great, but essentially all Zoe's doing is actually just lifting her knee up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it is well what we some of us think should be the main event, might be the main event, will be the main event. We don't know. Main event time. Seth, my boy, Seth freaking Rollins defending his belt against Shinsuke Nakamura. I stupidly went against Seth last time and said that Finn was going to win. I don't know why I did that. So I'm, well, because we thought about the back injury and him needing surgery. That's why I did that. I'm not going against Seth this time. Seth wins. Seth retains. Uh, he's a great world champion. He's a great guy. And I love him. Shin is great. Shinsuke is great, but it's not his time. And Seth's not done with it just yet. So I'm going to say Seth. Stu, what are you saying? Why did you come to me? Um, (laughs) I think if if this match isn't main event, this could end up in a screwy DQ or count out type finish um, for them to be able to run it back again because i don't think this will be a one and done um but i yeah i'm i'm gonna go seth i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go seth but i I wouldn't be shocked by shinsuke but i again we know seth is he it's not scheduled that he's taking that time off that he needs so i can't see that he's gonna he would drop the belt now yeah, I think um yeah, I don't think he drops it until he does take that time off that's yeah. needed, personally. Uh Johnny, what are you saying? Yeah, so I would love 
Shinsuke Nakamura to win this so much. You know, I, I love Shinsuke. I've mentioned before, he is just, he's got such a good talent. You know, he's the, he's the it factor of wrestling. Um, he is a star, and it's nice he's starting to get tried as such. He is so good at playing an evil villain. Like, he's just such a just a conniving evil man at this point, and it's fantastic, right? Absolutely love it. But Seth has to win, yeah. Seth Rollins is uh, going to win this. Um, because again, I just don't really see him losing it now. Obviously, we know that he needs this surgery, but apparently, he's too stubborn to do it. So, um, I think he'll just uh continue this reign and he might keep it till WrestleMania. Actually, I don't know, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that happening. Um, Ross, but the only thing is, I wouldn't want him to because I want that Reigns Rollins match, and we can't yeah, really have they've... it if one's got the champion. So. They best not go down another title unification because no, you know, they won't. They won't yeah, I'd be annoyed if they were to do that. Now, uh, Ross, uh, I'm actually saying Shinsuke. Um, y- y'all, y'all can talk about this whole set. Seth stubborn, all of this. You've got to remember, he has a more stubborn wife in his corner. And mm. what would what would you rather, Seth longevity and gets the surgery sooner rather than later, and the man can't wrestle and take a single bomb? And the way Shinsuke played into that promo of I know your weakness, that tattoo you've got wrote down your back of this whole Japanese saying, even that's failing you, the same back that's failing you. I feel Shinsuke is going to play into the storyline, do some kind of spots where it's going to hit Seth's back. It's going to really hurt him. I think Shinsuke is going to be that true heel. Shinsuke is going to win and Seth's taken out on a stretcher. That's how bad I think this match is. Like, that's the only way I legitimately see Seth losing is they make it a huge, huge deal. Like, he looks like he's talking mm-hmm. one of the serious injuries in that ring, and they've gone, he's had to relinquish it mm-hmm. right there, or Shinsuke's worn off him being injured, and they've had to stretch him out the ring. And then I feel like, let Seth get the surgery, come back, and he comes back with a vendetta against Shin and getting that title back. Mm. To be fair, yeah. we that is kind of similar to a conversation we had in the group chat, I think, a, a week or so ago, was the sense of could, uh, could Seth's priorities now have slightly changed due to the fact of he's got a kid. Like, he, you know, it, is he going to want to be able to play with his kid in the next two years, yeah. you know, if he if he doesn't get the surgery, mm-hmm. is that gonna, you know, is that gonna stop stop that? But yeah, it, it like I say, I I wouldn't be, you know, WrestleMania thirty when Brock beat Taker, like eyes out of my head, shocked if Shinsuke won. I just I, I just think it's it's Seth for now because I, I I almost feel like it's a big title, it's a big moment and a big title change to happen on a a bit of a thrown together pay per view. Mm. But that's that's what I think is the interesting side of it. I think yeah, that would agreed, draw. Yeah. I think that would draw a lot more eyes on it, especially if it's a main event of being like, oh, by the way, I know everyone kind of slept on payback, but did you see Seth finally lost? And everyone would have kicked yeah. off huge. They would have been like, wait, <laughs> I've got to see that now. Yeah, let's uh, let's not forget as well that this is uh, Seth's first title defense since a senior money in the bank won yeah. his briefcase and he's not been defending it against another member 
of the judgment of day. Judgment day. I, I, I was yeah. just about to say, are we forgetting send your money in the bank as a so you know. I, I, I'm not putting him into the conversation because of what I said to you guys before we oh. started the episode. For me yeah. personally, I want Judgment Day to do what they've been saying of roll, running all of WWE, and Damien's going to slowly start drifting to Roman and looking at an imploding bloodline. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. a, that is a dream. That really is. Yeah. I love that it's, so much. Honestly, it's I doubt it's gonna happen. I don't think WWE are ready to commit such a major like length uh like reign with Roman. I don't think they would be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger. Let's make Damien get it. But I genuinely think this Money in the Bank cashing could be on the same level of Seth's heist. Or Dolph Ziggler's cashing if they play it damn right on Roman, if they just yeah. use it as a throwaway method on Raw for Seth or to make Judgment Day better, it's a wasted opportunity for me. I yeah. feel like you go for the more crazy option. I think I, I, I think like you said, I think the, the only <clears throat> the only thing that is against Damien in that sense. And this is purely on what I feel, although I know Damien is a bit of a Trips guy and, and Trips is a big, big fan of, of Priest and I love him. I think he's 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 fantastic. I just don't think that they've got the, essentially they've got the balls to back him as the person to beat Roman and make him the, po- it, it, whoever beats him is essentially going to be the poster boy, which I think they've got lined up for Cody. Like I just don't think they've got the balls to pull it that, on Damien, but they should. I, I would be all for but it. But that's where this. But that's where this comes in. Cody can still be your poster boy. Cody can still win. Roman loses before Mania. Cody looks at Damien. Me and me and Damien have had a back and forth. I've beat the mm-hmm. rest of the Judgment Day lock. You're the last one I need to beat. You're the one that has now the story I need to finish. How about I make it very poetic? Of I not only stop Judgment Day from realizing I can't get overrunning Raw, I'm the guy, but also take my belt I wanted from the beginning. That's how yeah. I see it. But yeah, yeah, I don't just I say don't disagree in any way, shape, or form. It's just, I just I almost feel like WWE are so pig-headed and stubborn on Rhodes uh, Reigns two yeah. at Mania forty. Mm. They're not gonna they're going to be tunnel vision towards towards well, that. I think they could do this would be to me so funny if they did this. So Reigns and Rhodes happens at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes wins, finishes the story, and then Damien Priest attacks him from behind and cashes in and wins oh, the title bro, immediately. Please. <laughs> it's like, well, That's, you finished the story. Back that. You, back. you, you finished oh, the story, Cody. You didn't see how long it would last. You said you want to finish the story. <laughs> mate, you did. I would He must have been promised, you know, must have been promised on his return contract he gets a title run, but did he check the small print to see how long that title <laughs> run was going to be? Mate, One minute and 27 seconds. <laughs> I don't even think he got promised a title right I think, I think he, he got he promised the fact he was going to main event a mania and the yeah. amount of money he gets now compared to the AEW. He was like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Tony Khan could have couldn't cough up the money. So please just hold off on the cash in till then and just uh, do it I'll, that way. I'll, I'll take another <laughs> yeah. one. I'll, yeah. I'll take a mania cash in. <laughs> I, could, I could go for that. I could go for that. So we're going three Seths and a Shin. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I've got it there. 
So we have come to the end of our predictions, uh, our payback predictions. Like we said, there were only five matches, but one more that we have predicted to happen as well. Um, as I said earlier, before we wrap up, we are going to have a look at Bray Wyatt now. Um, as I said, sadly, he passed away towards the end of last week. So we're just going to have a little uh, chat, something a bit different, just talk about some of our favourite moments. Um, Ross, I know you were saying to me earlier before you came on the air, uh, online you were saying that Bray was one of your main guys. So uh, yeah. we'll start with you. What, what's, what's, what was one of your uh, what was um, one of your favourite memories? Honestly, it would be the first ever time The Fiend debuted as a full um in ring but not just then um the finn balor where he just appeared in the ring and did the whole pretend to like snap finn's neck i was like if that's a like new signature move bray's doing i'm so here for that because it looked so clean it looked the most menacing you could be for like this heel demonic persona that you genuinely look like you've just snapped a guy's neck I was mm. like, yeah, I'm here for all of this. Um, but yeah, for me, The Fiend, but I'd also like to point out his very early NXT building the Wyatt family really got me invested then. That was like quite a lot of my favorite era. Um, and just the promos he would do, um, a lot of the ones where he spoke about people's mindset and how to get away from things or like follow the buzzer, like follow the buzzards, everything like that. He kind of takes you out of the dark place. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, he took you out of that. He made what came across like this dark cult energy. But what he was actually saying in his promos was whatever darkness you're going through, you can follow him and follow to the light and the fireflies is how I read that. And it's just always been symbolic to me from when I was going through a really rough time. I could hear his promos and I could resonate with them to get me kind of out of those dark times. Agreed. Mm. And I, I think that's the thing as well. I think he resonated with so many more people than he actually realised. Yeah. And pulled a lot of people out of dark places where they might not have been able to come back from otherwise. So I, I think he did a wonderful wonderful job in that um johnny what about you again i love the fiend like that whole build up to that and that particular that move that to me one of the most creative finishing moves i've ever seen I'm like well you can't ever kick out of that like that is a move that if someone's getting that done to them they have to lose you know you have to take the pin for that right yeah um and i really enjoyed just his theme song when he was in 2014 2013, 2014, that um, Mark Croza one. So the original theme song, that was for me his best theme yeah. song. And I always felt like this guy's not just a wrestler, you know, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. And his whole message, as he said, he acts different and that's why he was getting booed. But it's like, yeah, but if you really listen to what he's saying, he's saying, look, I'm me, you know, you love me, hate me. I'm being myself more than anybody else is. I'm really being myself. And he's trying to encourage people. There's nothing wrong with being different. And he was like trying to tell people, look, you aren't listening to me, so I'm going to have to force it onto you to just embrace who you are. And that's kind of the message I felt he was trying to give the whole time, especially when you saw him like, on his last return. Yeah. He really like made it clear that's what he was there to do. Mm-hmm. And I think he's really helped people just embrace who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he certainly did that. So. 
Agreed. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll just jump in just because you said about his his last return. Um, one of one of my highlights from Bray was that return, that pop that we got with the whole. It was just beautifully done. The whole like the whole white rabbit, the QR codes, everything. Guessing we we assumed it was Bray, but we couldn't say for certain. Yeah. Um, the way they had the fiend there, uh, like huskers like they had all of them there and then yeah just just that that whole moment um yeah it it, it sucks and I, I i'm gonna really miss him um but yeah for me I, i'll i'll pick that moment what about you Stu? um so it's it's really interesting actually i mean obviously me being me i made a i've made a little bit of a list of of bray wyatt stuff and actually <laughs> like on that list the fiend debut against balor the white rabbit promo and, and vignettes both are, uh, were on yeah. there um for me mine's it almost feels a little bit more poignant now that, like you know with was what's happened but that moment with taker at raw 30 yeah like mm. that that yeah. just uh, you know obviously again everybody knows about taker being my guy and being you know the greatest of all time in my view and, and all that sort of stuff but just that that moment of of them two sharing that that moment and and everything and i think that's just a really you know a poignant sort of sort of moment and i think that's almost like you say obviously bray had already accepted who he was and was passing that message to everyone but i think having for him almost that moment with with taker of being like you know you know what you can do go and go and be you and go and do it i think was was a real moment also the firefly funhouse match like I'm yes. not, I, yes, I'm. I'm not the greatest fan of cinematic matches. I, Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse aside, I don't think there's been many that I've been a been a massive fan of. But yeah, the, the Firefly Funhouse I thought was was you know that's that is an insight into Bray's head, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like he, I imagine how much of an input he had into that, and it shows you the that creative side that that he could do so yeah for me them them two moments definitely stand out you also had the moment with him and the rock at wrestlemania 32 and i think people forget about that where the rock really hyped him up really bigged up just yeah, like bray white yeah. is you know yeah um obviously bray white didn't say very much but the rock was doing most of the talking but you know it was the whole point of like you know how incredibly talented this guy is and he was putting him over to the high heaven you know he was really showing the support for the guy uh cena recently said that some of his best work was with bray wyatt mm. um and when people compare him to the undertaker i always feel like he's a darker character that's probably mm. as far as it goes when it comes to he's like the undertaker because they're totally different characters and as i mentioned in my, one of my videos have you ever seen anything from bray wyatt and gone oh, i've seen this before like i don't think mm. so you know that's why he stood yeah. out because everything yeah. was different creatively um, creatively there's arguably no one has walked through WWE doors with more of a creative mind th than him, and no one ever mm. will. Mm. Yeah, mm. Um, I think he's an uh, an unmatched talent in in that respect. Hundred yeah. percent. And and I think in a way, and again, we've spoke about this before. That was probably the biggest thing that actually hindered him as well, because he just he had so much so many ideas at once shouting out in his head that it was really, you know, it, every, it, like, it, it just was all there and it was hard to kind of... My more take you know, on that, 
my more take on that was wrestling didn't know like mm. the the industry didn't know how to combinate it the way bray wanted to combinate it because yeah he was the embodiment of horror in wrestling um which is a huge subject i love talking about where not many people understand these darker entities come out of people but they are reflections of ourselves still like take demon thing that is all the pent-up aggression that is the hatred that is being pushed to a point you never want to go to and bray embodied those ideas of being the fiend was i've gone through so many changes that the industry wants me to do i'm going to repent all of them and become your worst nightmare and that's what he made in the nightmare fuel of what the fiend's persona was of i am now the judgment with the hurt and the heel in my hands there i feel bray's creative mind was always there it's just because it was stuck in a pg era and i feel like companies and writers were scared of how to combinate that the correct way because they don't want to <clears throat> make such a nightmare to people they don't want to sell us on something that isn't believable as well and i think that's what mm. the hindrance was that mm. bray's mind was there for cinematic matches as you said was there for these darker characters to be portrayed in the way he wanted to but i think the companies were a bit too scared to push them straight away because mm. you don't want your parents going to a kid who's watching wwe with you and being like oh i'm really scared because this character's now showing blood more and stuff like that again like and it, i feel like that would also take away from bray he was that right balance of horror and wrestling before it mm. needed to go too far yeah mm yeah and i've i've never really thought of it like that but i actually think you've nailed it right on the head there saying that it was like nothing to do with bray but wrestling didn't know how to handle him yeah you're not not mm -hmm. like he, he or like you say all his ideas were there but i actually think that has nailed it on the head mm. pretty much that yeah wrestling didn't know mm. how to handle him i really Be like because that. As, mm. as johnny and as johnny said there look at the move that he brought out on finn as a signature the whole snapping of a neck type of thing mm. you can't really portray that in wrestling of look who the heck is going to kick out of that move mm. i've basically yeah. ended <laughs> a man like mm. the mandible claw you are literally mm. suffocating someone by grabbing their bottom of the jaw you're just going to have to take that pin like mm -hmm. for me the part where it got slightly ridiculous i loved this match by the way g also this is her favorite theme match so i am going to talk about it for her not being here so representative of her seth rollins versus bray wyatt hell in a cell match i loved the match for everything they did in that ring the amount of brutality they went through they pushed seth to his physical mental capacity of what do i have to do to put you down like mm -hmm. seth feared, seth not only feared the fiend he feared himself of what was going in his mind of what weapons do i do or what do i have to bring out to stop this creature mm -hmm. and that is exactly what it was it was seth not fighting the fiend it was seth fighting his own self and people don't read into that match because of the finisher people don't want to look at that match and be like actually it was quite smart with storytelling because of how it 
ended with obviously it's a hell in a cell match there's not meant to be a disqualification but they were like oh no Seth killed him it's a dq it's like but we've saw how the fiend was still getting up you haven't killed him you could have just done another way of ending it like and, and i think that's that's all that was always my issue with the fiend like I, my favorite version of bray was the was the cult leader an initial kind of eater of worlds yeah. that that was my favorite version of bray i think my my issue with the fiend version of bray was just that and again nothing that he done it was it was the writers and the and the storytelling of he is basically made to look invincible so he either has to win the match or, or like when he loses he loses all mystique around because he's been yeah. built up as you know you know this invincible thing and as soon as he loses that's that's it it's done like you can't you know like and i you know like why once uh, once he's been beaten in three and a half minutes by a spear from a jackhammer from goldberg why 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 am i why am i scared the next time he turns up like what this is that's the major like for me that you know was I mean? the major yeah exactly yeah that for me that was the major breaking point for a lot of fans with fiend because you built a match with seth rollins have him nearly absolutely kill the fiend like have to do everything in his power to stop this like wrestler and then you go goldberg and goldberg pulls the veteran status trigger of my fans would hate me if i lose i need to win this match like dude no look mm. at the character you're fighting look at the story of the fiend you are literally hindering that mm. whole build up just because you're worried about your fans dude you're a legend in the industry no one's going to discredit you because you lost to some demonic creature if anything they would be more understanding that you're a baby face and you lost to a heel who did unspeakable things because they are a, like an entity that can't be put down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was actually looking forward to the um match that didn't happen the sister abigail against the demon match i was excited for that yeah, but i um, wanted to see where that yeah, kind of yeah. bray's mind was gonna go because mm -hmm. yeah, i know finn uh bray was ill so that replacement with aj styles and obviously ended up being a very good match but yeah i was i was intrigued i was like oh what, the, what they're gonna do here yeah i can't yeah. remember what he i know bray how bray white had a really bad illness when it was around that time i think it was like it was like a form of mumps or something like that that he yeah. had mm -hmm. yeah and it's just it like uh, for me uh, uh, and i think a lot of people agree on this it's just was gone too soon um not just storyline but as like just a creative mind i feel mm -hmm. like we if it was another five years down the line it'd be a different story because we would have got to in my eyes see probably the peak bray wyatt we would have been going towards with this uncle howdy thing because a lot of what i was seeing was that was the combination of everything prior but also bray on a more real and personal level mm -hmm. like this was more of um a split personality character he was kind of going with that howdy is all the regret and the past and brace is trying to come out of the surface and be himself but he can't because of all the past regrets and uncle howdy is the constant reminder getting in his ear of remember what you did in these early days remember the darkness that's mm -hmm. always lingered with you i've always been here and I feel like we would have got more of a storyline 
playing into okay so what did bray wyatt do as a child that has made this demonic creature follow him all this way along type of thing because that's how they built howdy from mm. how i saw it and i think yeah. you know just it was not a shame they had some amazing talent working on all of that i think the tribute show was wow i i genuinely can't say enough praises on that i think they did mm-hmm. everything in justice that they could have done in a very quick turnaround mm. yeah no mm. I agree. And, and also shout out to all the other promotions over the like the weekend that have yeah. done their bits yeah. and pieces as well. House of Black came out of a landing mm. on Saturday, and that was oh, don't. I, so I, cr- cool. I actually cried right. at that because like House of Black are like huge for me, yeah. And just seeing um, that they paid respects like that, I, yeah, yeah, it got it me emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, we had the um, we had the uh, the match football match at the weekend. Uh, they also had playing the music yeah. through the speakers, and I thought, oh, that's brilliant. You know. Yeah, because uh, you know it's it's obviously why they're playing it right, and I thought, oh, it's such a good little touch. I'm really glad someone uh, decided to do that, and mm-hmm. it shows that Bray Wyatt isn't just someone who impacts wrestling. Yeah, it seems to can. be that um, most people who even you watch wrestling once, you're not going to forget him, are you? So I think, nah. you yeah. know, you mentioned Bray Wyatt to a lot of people who don't really watch wrestling. They probably are like, oh yeah, yeah, I know him. You know, the, I like that. That's you know, he was bringing fans from all over. But yeah, it's it, it says it all really that he is the embodiment of like transpiring wrestling. It's like as you guys said, you you mentioned a couple of wrestlers, Braden Wyatt being a name you mentioned, and quite a lot of people are going to be like, oh yeah, it's that guy that had that lantern and things like that. Like mm-hmm. people now know. Yeah. Mm. I don't know about uh, I don't know about you guys as well, but I managed to uh, I managed to hold it together all day until smackdown and as soon as they did the uh the 10 bells i was i was gone i was like oh shit this is this is real mine mine was kind of the same i had to be more there for g because g's it it, g's like love for feet like fiend and bray wyatt and everything it impacted her so much like as soon as she read it she was completely emotional so i'm trying to like hold down the four but she wakes us like wakes me up in the morning she's like right let's watch smackdown really early on it was the like the 10 bells that that already got me welling up but it was as soon as the tribute video played and like all the speeches all the promos just the vignettes they showed of him mm-hmm. and everyone it that's when mm-hmm. yeah i was a mess yeah mine was the rocking chair the rocking chair did me just, yeah it's just yeah it's the symbolism isn't it it's um it's very very sad and uh i said it on a TikTok, and i'm sure we're all in the uh the same agreement because we're not too far away from that age in the grand scheme of things that if there is anyone out there that is holding back from doing something that you want to do or something that you love or you're afraid to show it or whatever just go and do it just go yeah. and do it mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah i i would also say and just again probably to, to finish up and we, i know that you know it's kind of been reported now i don't know if it's an official report that it was you know it was a heart attack through like some complications he'd had with with covid and other illnesses and stuff that that he had had so obviously that's not really anything that he can you know is it is in control of of anyone but i also think that the i genuinely think the part he never fully recovered in himself from the passing of brody and i just sort of implore to anyone that does really struggle with things to just 
like talk and get help with anything that they actually need because it, that I think did play a part into how he was probably feeling within himself as well. I don't think that can probably be underestimated how how hard he was hit by that. I think mm-hmm. after Brody passed, I think he's only had two matches. Yeah, he did. So that's that to me. It's like you obviously remember the Eddie Guerrero tribute, and obviously you know who one of his best friends was. Yeah. Uh, his video, he's holding it together, and after about two and a half minutes, he just breaks down, like completely breaks down, because he's lost his best friend, and I think that he's never really recovered from that. No. I think mm-hmm. if Brody Lee was still here, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. That's what I think, but I could be wrong, but I just feel like there has to be a factor in that, because it was his best friend, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. I think, like, even himself, he was always an advocate of talking about mental health and stuff. And like, he even said to fans, if you message me and you're having a struggle, nine times out of 10, he would reply. I saw multiple tweets that came out when he passed of just saying, showing people screenshots of him just saying, like, carry on your battles, carry on being you. You know, life's always an endless cycle, but you're there. And I think the one line he always resonated me the most of a world being black and white on the color of red and i think that Mm. is just showing how much he meant to people of saying regardless of how everyone else looks at you you're unique and different in yourself take being that Mm. color red and shine as bright as you can is how i always saw it yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And I don't know about you boys, but I think in a world black and white, I'm the colour of red. I think Ross has just given us a name for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But um, we have come to the end. Um, anything you guys wanted to mention before we do go? No, no. All yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Johnny, where can people find you on social media? Find me on. TikTok at Johnny Goldsmith and also Johnny underscore Goldsmith underscore on Instagram. Um, might be some more pictures from uh, the weekend going up on there soon. Uh, I've got some videos from entrances I need to post on TikTok. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, the reaction to that because I always love watching back entrances. So. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's really unfair that Johnny has a tiktok of edges clash at the castle entrance that has a million views and i have exactly the same video <laughs> and it's got about 877 so no, don't, don't even yeah. me, me with me when uh, i posted royal quest i posted royal quest that i had one entrance and it was jay white's and i'm literally stood mirror in front of him because we were like where the walkout was and i got like 300 views on it i see someone post literally who was in front of me and they got 14k views. I'm like, with the same person. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, whilst we've got you there, where can people find you on social media, Ross? Oh, so it's Morgan Ross on TikTok. Um, you can find me on Outcasted OC every Thursday. We do podcast episodes, and we also do reviews of pretty much all the wrestling shows as a group of us. Um, I'm also on Twitch. I'm going to try and start streaming more again. Mainly will be fighting games, but also I do. Uh, DR wrestling game and just sit down, watch along, play whatever game I fancy at the moment. Um, so you can find me on Twitch with the exact same names. All my socials are Mugan Ross. Find me there. I'm just Brilliant. thinking, I'm just... done behind the scenes here, Ross. Uh, are you the man behind the thumbnails as well? No, that is actually G. All right, okay. I I, I can make thumbnails. I right. 
behind the scenes, I'm the guy who makes the merch design, so you'll find out okay. about that in the near future. You'll peep some cool things. Shout out to your podcast as well. It's fantastic. Like, I absolutely yeah. love it. And, you know, you Thank put you so much work in there. It's great, yeah. I, I mean, I mean we, we, we need we need another collab. I'm glad I got to come on and collab with you guys here. <laughs> but we need we need a proper full snapbacks and full outcast yeah. doing something again. Yeah, we do. Agreed. I was just about to say actually, if you don't listen to Outcasted Podcast, one, what's wrong with you? Um, but go go and listen because it is great and they've got some great opinions and stuff on there as well. But Stu, where can people find you? Yeah, so my Instagram, that wrestling gram, mainly stuff through the podcast, and I will be uploading some stuff from All In as well very, very soon. But my main social, that wrestling guy at TWG1991 on TikTok for all sorts of wrestling content. Brilliant. And yeah, you can find me as well on TikTok at JE Wrestle Talk, posting daily wrestling content. JE WrestleGram on Instagram, uh, where I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be on there, but I'm trying to work that out. You can also find us on TikTok, our Snapbacks and Beards TikTok, and we will be back again very soon for a all-in recap. We were there. We're going to let you know what we thought of all of that. But we are out of time today, so I just want to say thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Ross. And we'll see you all again soon.